You're listening to WERALP, Arlington, 96.7 FM. I have been authorized by the Department of Justice to confirm that the FBI, as part of our counterintelligence mission, is investigating the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. And that includes investigating the nature of any links between individuals associated with the Trump campaign and the Russian government, and whether there was any coordination between the campaign and Russia's efforts. Listening to WERALP 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. I am Andrea Cameron and this is Enlighten Me. Again, I'm so glad uh, for everyone to join me this afternoon uh, who is listening in on the program. We do have a great program. As we, I, I feel like we have had this month for Women's History Month, we've been doing a Women's History Month special uh, this entire month, and I am pleased to, and I, I'm excited. I actually get excited. Uh, to talk about some of the issues, some of the topics, some of the things that don't get covered in the news. So today, we have a couple of people on that I'm pleased to uh, join me uh, on the program. All right, so first on the program later on, we will be talking with Abigail Lewis. She is the Vice President of Leadership Program and Campus Initiatives at AAUW. AAUW is American Association of University Women, and it is an uh, organization that I've been familiar with for a while. My mother was actually the president of her local chapter in Illinois. And so I've been familiar with this organization for a while. So I'm glad to have Abigail on the program today to talk about a campaign that they are launching called Stand Up to Sexism. It is highlighting uh, this month how everyday uh, sexism affects women in leadership. And speaking of leadership today on the program, we will also have uh, on Catherine Grant. She is the communications director of Zora and Amelia. It is a new online shop that is dedicated to promoting, empowering, and selling merchandise for women, for and by women. So, so two women on the program today talking about women, talking about empowerment, talking about leadership. So I'm so glad to have both of them on the program today. You are listening to WERALP 96.7 FM.
are listening to WERALP 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. I'm Andrea Cameron, and this is Enlighten Me. Catherine Grant is a communication professional who worked at the United States Department of Energy in January until January of 2017. Previously, she worked at the National Security Council, the White House, and on President Obama's 2008 campaign. She enjoys working at the intersection of art and politics and is excited to be joining the Zora and Amelia community. And I'm so glad to have her on the program. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me on Enlighten Me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So, Zora and Amelia is a new online uh, uh, store, but it's a little bit more than that. Tell us a little bit about the origins. Tell us a little bit about what you guys sell and why you sell the merchandise that you sell on Zora and Amelia. Absolutely. So um, the founder of Zora, Zora and Amelia is Anne-Marie Horowitz, who is a former colleague of mine. And when we first started working together at our um, day jobs, we worked on um, women in STEM issues and women in leadership. And so that's something that's always been important to her. Mm -hmm. And um, more recently, she had a little girl. Um, and, you know, when with the arrival of that little girl who's named Zora, um, came sort of an explosion of pink at her house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that kind of got her thinking about, you know, how we um, help young women find their identities and um, let that be something that isn't necessarily shaped by loving pink or being pretty all the time. Which, right. You know, there's nothing wrong with pink, but, right. uh, you know, you can be yourself. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, in January, she took her little girl to the Women's March and sort of noticed that there was a huge community of people who, you know, she wasn't the only one who was looking for these sort of messages and the products that she was um, searching for, right. for her for her girl and for her household. Um, so that's why she founded this company in order to curate a collection of things and bring um, products together for people who do want to empower women and teach little girls that they can be more than a pretty pink little little thing in the world. <laughs> and and, and this, the origin of the, the even the name Zora and Amelia um, stems from Zora Neale Hurston and Amelia Earhart, two women who were empowering in their own right. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it. she chose those... Um, those people uh, to name her store after because they represent sort of a range of what women can achieve. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, also she loves the name Zora, so right. <laughs> it's very personal to her too. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about the, the messages, you know, you want to kind of send out there through the website. I know that some of the things that, that, um, you know, were listed on the website is that if you wanted to read about, fem you know, feminist thought or feminist theory, or if you wanted to have um, some merchandise or some clothing that had empowering messages, um, talk a little bit about, you know, why that matters versus just having a regular store. Yeah, um, well, it's very important, you know, as we find our own places in the world um, to make sure that we give other people a voice and especially um, you know as women we want to look to the next generation and, and teach young women that you know they can be a boss they can be a scientist they can do these things that maybe haven't been traditionally um, you know female pursuits mm -hmm. um, so that's something that we really want to um, 
include as part of the vision for this store. Um, and we also want to build a community with it. You know, um, it's not just a place where you can buy things, but it's a place where you can um, come together, build a network, um, and reach out to people uh, who, you know, are thinking through the same sort of issues that you are. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I was uh, particularly impressed with with the website is the fact that you guys were also looking to, looking for women based businesses um, in order to highlight some of their products on your site. Um, talk a little bit about some of the the products that you've received or some of the things that you want to highlight from some of the women based businesses that you want to support. Yeah, we have some great products already, and of course, you know if anyone who's listening is a woman or a pro-woman um, maker, we would love to hear from them and get some, some additional items in our store. Um, but, you know, we have uh, a range of products so far. Um, some of them are focused for younger girls and some of them for adults. Um, we have books, both, you know, kind of what you said about f- feminist theory and things like that for, you know, our grown-up audience. But we also have books for young readers that talk about important women in history and, mm-hmm. you know, tell their stories. Um, and we also have toys. One of my favorites is called Goldie Blocks, and it features, um, you know, dolls that are characters that include, you know, a girl engineer um, and a, a girl skydiver. And so things that are sort of non-traditional figures Um as well as uh, creative uh, projects, so, you know, construction projects and things that little girls can kind of let their imaginations go wild with. Um, And we also have, you know, home decor with positive and inspiring messages, um, and we have uh, clothing lines. So um, a couple are uh, sewing circus and budding stem, and they, you know, both have different designs that include Things like airplanes and bulldozers and things that you don't usually see on little girls' clothes. What do you? What are? What are? You know, Catherine. We are listening. We are talking to Catherine Grant. She's a communications professional, and she is part of Zora and Amelia, the new online uh, website uh, specifically geared for and by women. Catherine, I'm I'm looking at the website, and I'm loving you know the stuff that you are. Um, you are featuring on the site, especially like you said, the um, Goldie Blocks uh, action figures. Uh, those are particularly nice. But you know, one of the things that I've looked at when um, you know trying to figure out what to get for my own children, um, mm-hmm. and as well as looking for stuff for for myself, is that um, it's not all in one spot. Talk about the importance of having kind of everything in one spot so that people have like a one-stop shop for um, their merchandise. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think that's sort of the genius behind Anne-Marie's idea is bringing it all together in one, one place. Um, because, you know, you can go out and search the Internet or search your favorite stores and find these products on a one-off basis. Um but again, the idea of building a community um, behind these types of products and this type of thought is really important here. Um, so for me, you know, when I go to the website, which, of course, I'm a little biased, but, <laughs> what, <laughs> um, but what I think is great is that you kind of see a story emerge of, you know, raising young girls um, to be people who know how to be activists, who know how to be creative and know how to problem solve. Um, and that's kind of, you know, 
the the breadth of the products that we have available is like starting them very early in terms of realizing their self-worth and knowing that they can be anything they want to be um, up through adults who, you know, can continue to teach themselves things. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Grant, she is communications professional. She is with Zora and Amelia. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And uh, any information for the listeners out there uh, who want to go buy the material, go contact you guys, what, what, are, what are the contacts? Well, absolutely. We'd love to have you come to ZoraAndAmelia.com. That's the website, and that's where you can find the shop. Um, and if you have any questions or anything, you can uh, email us at hello at ZoraAndAmelia.com. Thank you so much. Catherine Grant of Zora and Amelia. When we return, we will be talking to Abigail Lewis. She is the vice president of campus leadership programs at AAUW. We'll be talking about their newest campaign, Stand Up to Sexism. This is Enlighten Me on WERALP 96.7 FM. You're listening to WERALP 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. I'm Andrea Cambrin, and this is Enlighten Me. Abigail Sarah Lewis is the Vice President of Campus Leadership Programs at AAUW. Previously, she worked at Barnard College for six years and most recently as the Associate Dean of Pre-Professional Advising. And she's joining us today to talk about a new campaign from AAUW called Stand Up to Sexism. Abigail, thank you so much for joining me on the program. Thank you so much for having me. So this is pretty uh, nice because, you know, I, I think that um, especially for Women's History Month, you know, we talk about a lot of the things that are going on in Congress, especially with health care. We talk about, um, you know, historical aspects and, and what has happened in history for women uh, during this month. But sometimes I don't know if we talk about current and present day. So I like the fact that this campaign has started Stand Up to Sexism during Women's History Month to highlight how everyday sexism affects women in leadership. Talk a little bit about what the campaign is and and what it's trying to focus on. Um, Yes, thank you. So our Stand Up to Sexism campaign started out with a video. Um, We actually... uh, the video came out of our studies, barriers and bias, um, but women um, in the gender leadership gap. Mm-hmm. And we put together this video really for uh, younger women, really our kind of college age, um, like millennial group to talk about how internalized sexism can sometimes give them pause before they take that leap into leadership mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we were hoping was to kind of start a conversation to say that shouldn't don't listen to that voice in your head yeah basically yeah um so so what were the the tell us a little about a little bit about some of the issues that come up you know when women deal with everyday sexism in the workplace 
So one thing would be um, listening you know, that people will make comments. There's a lot of, ex- sometimes there's structural issues in terms of explicit bias that happen um, in the in the workplace. And there's definitely still overt discrimination. So for instance, in the past five years, there've been over 30,000 Equal Employment Opportunity Commission cases of sexual discrimination. Um, but we're also dealing with things like implicit bias, mm-hmm. right? Where people who will say like, oh, I'm not sexist. I don't have, you know, I'm not a sexist bone in my body. Right. And yet they'll still make comments comments um, to women of all ages and maybe questioning their intelligence, questioning even perhaps what they're wearing, if Mm -hmm. they look professional, Mm -hmm. um, and if they have expertise in a particular manner, Um, talking over them, not including them in meetings, maybe asking them to take the notes. Yeah, Um, yeah. You know, so those kind of things that I think that those small things can add up after a while. Yeah. And you think, and it's easy, I think, to think like, oh, maybe they think I'm so competent. I'll take the notes for this meeting. (laughs) And then after a while, you're thinking, wait, why am I the only person taking Taking the notes? notes. (laughs) Yes. No, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about it is I I looked at the, um, the, the, uh, ad that you guys have on on the on your site, you know about um, the the campaign, and if if I would have if we would have been able to um, you know play over on audio, uh, you know we would have done it. But you know it is it is one of those things where you you realize in everyday situations, um, especially when it comes to you know the sort of group atmosphere, um, women's voices sometimes get drowned out. Um, because of, you know, louder voices or someone saying, you know, okay, well, we've got our answer, so let's move on. Instead of taking in um, or, or, you know, listening from other voices within the room to see what their opinions are, they may be different. Um, you spoke about the the study that you've recently conducted, Barriers and Bias, the status mm-hmm. of women in leadership. Um, and, you know, you examined how leadership roles in business, you know, suggest how to change that status quo. What are some of the suggestions that you're offering um, to give women in order to change those situations? Well, so um, one idea that uh, I think a lot of corporations and organizations have already taken upon themselves are doing better job with diversity and inclusion training. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can really help combat uh, implicit bias, but also some of those trainings also start looking at the structural problems mm-hmm. within a, um, a company. Um, so that's definitely something that we encourage, uh, you know, employers to think about, um, about how to create a more inclusive environment for all, but having role models, right? Um, Marie Wilson, um, formerly of the White House Project, you know, she very famously said, you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so we need to have those role models in place. So people know that they're something they can aspire to, mm-hmm. um, and that perhaps that, that path has already been paved a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but also, I think, you know, and this goes back to the implicit bias piece, we actually teamed up with the Implicit Association Testing um, Group, and we created a leadership, uh, gender leadership test that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been lucky where I've been working in female uh, majority environments for a long time. So when I took the test, I skew, actually, I, I think too many women are leaders, but that's, I'm, I'm an outlier. Um, <laughs> but it also helps get people just to think about that kind of, um, do I have that implicit, you know, bias already? Do I all already, when I hear, when I think of leaders, you know, who do you think of in that, in that moment? Am I thinking, you know, the president of the United States, which we've only ever had men. Right. Um, right. 
am I thinking of that corporate leader once again? It's all men, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so those are the things are, you know, and I, you know, I work so closely with college women. You know, here we are. Women are the majority of college students mm-hmm. and alumni at this moment, right? For over 40 years, women have been the majority. And yet only 26% of all college universities have female presidents. Yeah. Yeah. Abigail, we have heard this uh, notion of leaning in, right? Mm-hmm. And this notion of Sheryl Sandberg, uh, this notion of, you know, women need to help other women. Women need to help, you know, to aspire to leadership positions. You know, we need to reach back in order to um, in order to help other women to, to in places of leadership. Where do men come in? in regards to helping women in leadership positions? Because, I, you know, I, I agree. I think that women should lean in all the time and help other women and, and reach back and, and help people, you know, mentor and, and all those things. But a lot of times I don't hear um, where men fall in in helping women to reach leadership positions. Well, I we want men to do the same thing we want women to do. We want men to reach back yeah. and help women. We want men to mentor and sponsor women into leadership positions. Um, I think that, you know, you need to find allies everywhere. And we shouldn't also assume, I know that Madeleine Albright once made that very famous declaration that there's a special place reserved in hell for women who don't help other women. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think that should just be, there's a special place in hell for all people who don't help other <laughs> yeah. people, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so I think that while it's true, we shouldn't, if we put all the pressure on women to only help other women, we lose out on allies. And, you know, sometimes they're not always, you know, we can't make every woman a saint. Yeah. Um, and yeah. put that pressure on them as well. So I think we do need uh, men to help uh, do that. And I, I do think that also as the, you know, gender has, it's it's more definitely on the radar screen. I think that because of there are more opportunities, thanks to things like Title IX, um, that AUW is championed for so long, um, you also have a lot more men in positions of power who have wives that have the same amount of power or who have daughters, who have sisters, um, nieces, you name it. And they, uh, they want the best for them as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, so we have more men, I think, who are open to helping all women succeed. Yeah. All right. So, so we have been talking about, you know, helping women succeed, standing up to sexism. One of the things that I've also wondered is that, you know, like you said, Abigail, that all people should be willing to help other people stand up to sexism. One of the arguments that I've heard is that if we are helping everybody, why are we specific to women? So I ask this of you, why should we care? I mean, I know and you know, but why should we care about women leaders? Well, because we're the majority of the population, even if it's only by a percentage <laughs> point. Um, and yet we are not the majority um, in any of the the power places, right? So if yeah. we think of power in social, political, or economic terms, um, we know that women are the majority of buyers, but yet we have less purchasing power because of the pay gap. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that women um, vote in the same amount as men do, and yet we also know that we make up, what, about 20% yeah. in the House of Congress. Yeah. Um, we know that we have women you know, who are in so many different parts, you know, leading volunteer efforts, leading nonprofits, but we're, I mean, they're not, I'm sorry, I should, they're not leading nonprofits. They make up the majority of the employees, but they're not making up the majority of that leadership position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have an entire group that we need 
you know, to function in society. <laughs> and, and yet we, you know, think that it's equal to not equal. Um, and I, I think that it's also, you know, women aren't a monolith group. So if we're helping, everyone's helping everyone. Well, the majority of your population of just men slash women, right, mm-hmm. are women. Um, and then under that, of course, we're talking about different races, different ethnicities, um, regions, religions. And so it's, it's everyone kind of coming together, yeah. right? You know, so. Yeah, we're talking with Abigail Lewis. She is the vice president of campus leadership programs at AAUW, American University, I mean, uh, the Association for American University Women. So, Abigail, one of the things that you've talked about was the fact that you work so closely with um, millennial women, college age women. Um, what are some of the things that AAUW is looking at in order to change that uh, gap, to change that? that bias that people have in electing women into leadership positions? Well, AEW is in a unique position where we're, we're an advocacy organization that has a really strong, for instance, uh, policy arm. So we're doing a lot of great work um, in terms of making sure women are knowledgeable about different or different policy initiatives that mm-hmm. affect them um, and how to be active in that world. We have great research that comes out, like our Bears and Bias Report yeah. on the gender leadership gap. Um, but we also have some really fantastic programs. Um, we do leadership programs for college women, um, but one program that I'm particularly proud of is we have our salary negotiation group um, that do both work smart for um, working women and start smart for college age women. And what we find is that when women feel confident in their negotiation skills, really around salary, they take those skills into other areas of their mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. life, and then they also take that into their community as well. Um, and so that's something that we're, you know, we're, we work with different cities. We have fantastic initiatives in places like Boston, um, in uh, Long Beach, and we're working um, with them to to help women kind of across the board feel kind of understand their worth, um, but also be ready to advocate for themselves. Because yeah. women are great for advocating for others, but we need to learn how to advocate also for ourselves. Very true. To others. Yeah. All right. So there's a panel that's coming up on Friday in Washington D.C. Talk a little bit about the panel that's coming up. Yeah, we have a fantastic um, panel that is. Um, Soraya Chemley is going to be moderating. She is from the Women's Media Center. Um, we also have a Howard University alum and author C. Nicole Mason um, coming to talk about her experience um, as, a, as a leader. And then we also have Gina Torino from SUNY Empire State, who's a microaggressions expert, hmm. um, to come and talk about you know, the name of the panel, Not All in Your Head, How Women Internalize Sexism. Yeah, yeah. So that will be, you said Friday? Friday at 1 o'clock. Um, and you can uh, register for the panel. But we're also going to live stream it online at our website. Oh, um, great. AEW.org. Great, great, great. All right. We have with us Abigail Lewis. She is the vice president of campus leadership programs at AAUW. So this hashtag, Stand Up to Sexism, is taking on uh, now, is launching. So what are some of the things that people can do in order to be a part of Stand Up to Sexism? Well, you can uh, check out our video on it, um, and we also have uh, a curriculum that we've put together um, that's really geared somewhat a little bit more for campus professionals, but we think anyone can use it to start those conversations, um, somewhat uncomfortable conversations sometimes, about internalized sexism. Um, we also have a, um, a 
a challenge, a kind of um, Facebook, you know, take a picture of yourself and how you're standing up to um, sexism. I admit that even though I work with the younger set, I am a complete Luddite when it comes to technology, unfortunately. <laughs> um, which is, As am I. <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, they think it's endearing. It's sometimes a little bit embarrassing um, as well. <laughs> so, but we have a, um, so but you should definitely check out our campaign online. Um, I know it's on Facebook and, um, and online on our, our website, once again, AUW.org. Um, and we're also putting together, you know, different kind of weekly things that we can do because um, something else that's very exciting that the AUW uh, is a leader in is equal pay. And so we have equal pay day coming up on April 4th. And yes. I think that these two, um, our Stand for Sexism campaign and equal pay day awareness really overlap. Right. Um, and so when you stand they for sexism, do. you can yeah. demand more equal pay. Well, and that, and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, um, just to, as an aside, you know, within um, standing up to sexism is the fact that so many women are paid unequally. I mean, we've the, the numbers don't lie. You know, uh, women get paid. Uh, what is it? I think 87 cents on the dollar dollar and then if you break even that down african-american women latino women asian-american women get paid even less um so talk a little bit before we i let you go talk a little bit about how that even affects um women trying to stand up uh if they don't even get paid as much as men well, it's, you know, when you don't get paid equally, what ends up happening is you can't save as much for retirement. Mm-hmm. You can't pay off your student loan debt in equal time. Um, you can't buy a house as equally as you could. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's also the small things. I think when you think about people who also put out things on their own professional development, if you aren't getting paid as much, it's also harder to invest in your career as much. It's harder to save for graduate school. Yeah, or yeah. live off that, um, you know, when you're in graduate school. So that's another concern. And if you if you're already not getting paid what you're worth, it's hard to know your own worth. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to put a dollar sign on it all, but I think it's all interconnected. Um, and it's and employers also when they do that. And I think some of it is structural and they don't even know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. sometimes they do know they're doing it. And what that really sends is a signal that they don't value their female employees nearly as much. Um, And you can internalize that and you can think, oh, maybe I'm not worth this. Yeah, yeah. Abigail Lewis, she is the Vice President of Campus Leadership Programs at AAUW. Abigail, before I let you go, one more question and I will let you go. But, um, you know, one of the things that AAUW, I I love, um, you know, that AAUW puts out is um, their dedication to Title IX, but also um, them, the organization looking at how um, women leaders affect, you know, even the global challenges that we face um, you know, within, you know, some of the, the pressing issues that we've, we have going on right now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what AAUW is looking at when it looks at some of the issues that stem up when there aren't enough women leaders in those realms? Um, I mean, I think that, you know, we're, we're focused a little bit more uh, domestically, but I do think that we think um, we need to have women leaders across the the world, right? Yeah. And um, I, you know, we see it. I think that there's, you know, we see what happened in Liberia when the women came together and they ended the civil war, right? Yeah. And um, Ellen Sirleaf is now, Sirleaf Johnson is now in power and that has been incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see leaders from Angela Merkel to Theresa May. Um, I think we would like to see some of that happening in the United States. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, Abigail. She is Abigail Lewis, the Vice President of Campus Leadership Programs at AAUW. Thank you so much for joining me on the program Thank today. So really much. appreciate all of the insight that you have uh, d- bestowed upon us this afternoon. The report is called Barriers and Bias, the Status of Women in Leadership. The action that she, that AAUW wants you to take is Standing Up to Sexism, their new campaign highlighting how the gender bias affects women in leadership. Thank you so much for joining me on the program. You are listening to WERALP 96.7 FM. Funding for WERA is provided by Rust Insurance Agency, LLC, a locally owned independent insurance agency since 1889. For more information, visit rustinsurance.com.